it's it's two ninety three of the Hoopercast Movie Hour, and and we're all together tonight to talk about Marvel. <laughs> Marvel. Uh, woo! Um, before we do, uh, just I, I was gonna I was gonna um, chit chat about a brief couple of things uh, off the cuff, real quick. Um, so I saw Raya and the Last Dragon, and we're gonna we're not gonna like full blown review it till next week, so that Dustin has a chance to see it. Um, but I, I didn't want to let the week slip by without at least, at least giving my recommendation or not, um, just kind of flatly to people. So I'm not going to talk about the creative team or whatever behind this movie. Um, it's, it's, it's currently on Disney plus you can get it for, uh, the $30, uh, premium price if you don't have access to safe theater viewing. Um, so, um, we uh, we found that worth it because then f- four of us could watch the movie in my house, so that was that was worth admission for us. Um, do you say, own it when you when you do it that way, or yeah, or, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, you you can watch it. You own the digital version of it. Kind sort of. You you have you get to have it until it just becomes available on Disney Plus eventually. So gotcha. okay. you're you're kind of yeah. Um, so it's not like, it's not like buying it on iTunes where like you can watch it now and you just have it. It's like, you can watch it now yeah. and then it just becomes a part of the service that you, that you're still paying for until you stop right. paying for it. So you don't even right. get right. to keep the digital copy. Um, right. so, um, but we watched the movie. My kids will have watched it three or four times over the weekend. Um, and, uh, I would say I gave it a three and a half stars. Um, again, we'll get, I mean, I'll go into the pluses and minuses of the film, um, next week when we actually talk about it. But, um, I guess I would just wanted to say for anyone wondering and, you know, the film's going to be in the title, but that's not the main focus tonight. The main focus is WandaVision. Um, but if you were wondering, um, you know, what, what I thought of the movie, um, again, wait till next week for the discussion, but I give it three and a half stars. And I think that, um, if you have young kids, it's definitely worth the price of admission. Um, I think if it's just a couple of adults, uh, I would wait, uh, to see it. And, um, uh, yeah. So that's, that's about it for, for Raya. I don't want to talk too much more about it or it'll make next week meaningless. So, um, (laughs) so yeah, three and a half stars, uh, $30 on Disney plus currently. Um, this other thing I wanted to talk about is also kind of spur of the moment. Um, but I'm gotten an actual like discussion about it on Facebook. Uh, and so I wanted to, talk about this, uh, with people, with you guys. Um, and I'm pretty sure we're on the same page on this, but I wanted to bring it up real quick. Um, this is, uh, this, well, the article I'm reading comes off WKRG, which is a local news station here, but it's, you can find it anywhere. It's just the first place I saw it. Yeah. W Craig. Well, Craig, well, Craig, uh, Disney plus removed. I'm not going to say all that shit. How do I know that the most listened to station? (laughs) Um, Disney Plus removes Dumbo, Peter Pan uh, from uh, children's profiles over ne- negative stereotypes. Um, so this is just sort of more uh, uh, long and short of it. It's, it's more disclaimer stuff um, for, you know, problematic uh, films. Uh, 
And um, so immediately I saw this. And so, you know, of course, if it's a local news page and it's one of pages, <laughs> I would obviously not follow local news that wasn't in my market. Um, but uh, it's local news that's in my market. I like to see like, oh, what are like people in Mobile saying about this? And they're saying stupid things uh, about it. Like, um, <laughs> like, like, you know, like just toughen up or let it go, like whatever, just that, that sort of stuff. That's like, oh, cool. That's not very productive. Um, right. Um, they have clearly not read the article where it says adults with Disney plus accounts can still access the films with the content warnings. They're just taking it off of the children's section, which I'm just going to say right now, the children's section on Disney plus sucks. If you're trying to find anything that's actually kid friendly, you can't even search. It won't show you at at the time of this recording. If you search Wally and you're in a kid's profile, it doesn't show up. You have to go really? to an adult profile. Whoa. So there's four profiles on my Disney Plus right now. There's mine, there's my wife's, there's kiddos, which is like the children's page. And then there's yeah. an adult page called Big Kids, strictly so that my kids can watch Pixar movies because you can't, mm. you just can't access them through the little kids page. It's mm. so strange. Yeah. But is there any film that's like PG or higher, maybe? I, I, think, uh, I think most of the Pixar films are PG. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but they, they, um, yeah, but they, they took, they took these films out of the kids section and it's, you know, it says, uh, negative depictions and or mistreatment of people and cultures, um, was the content warnings that they had put on them and, and left them present. And then they're like, all right, let's just take these out of these sections altogether. So everyone's mad or people are mad. Right. Of course, I'm of the opinion that this was probably the best outcome that you can hope for because at least they're still on the service. At least if you still want your kids to see them, you can choose to see them. And, you know, it pretty much puts most of the onus on the parents to describe, to, to explain to their kids, Hey, here's what this content warning is referencing. Like if you really want to watch Dumbo, you know, you might want to talk to them about those crows. (laughs) Um, so, uh, I don't know. I did y'all, are y'all, y'all pretty much where y'all stand on that. I mean, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. Um, you know, I, th- I think that obviously the films aren't gone from the service, so I-, I think people misread these headlines that they were pulled, and which isn't entirely accurate, you know. And, um, obviously, I think those films should have a disclaimer, but um, it, I think Warner Brothers did something similar when they released, you know, some of the older cartoons on DVD, and they had a, a taped segment with um, Whoopi Goldberg before them that was that was informative and i think like cartoons of those era you know if you, if you choose to um preserve them and present them you know they need a disclaimer because you know i think obviously you know it, it needs to be addressed and you know i think that the content should still be available to be seen but there needs to be some context as to you know certain things in those those cartoons aren't okay and um you know, like you said, I think it's kind of threading the needle a little bit that you you get to watch them if you want to, if you're an adult and you have an adult access on, on that platform. Uh, but, you know, this is really kind of no big deal to me that they were pulled from the, the children's section. So. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's it's just recategorizing things and yeah. and making sure that there's a conversation around what what inarguably has uh, artistic and historical value. Um, let's just shape that that 
context and let's make sure that we're we're giving a full picture of what life was then and what it is now and um and and if your child is uh is quite young they're probably not ready for that context They, they they can't contextualize something beyond what's on the screen but but as children progress then you know it's time to maybe sit down and show them some of these films and say look these have artistic merit and they have historical value so let's let's talk about what it is and uh and you know you you can gauge your children and and maybe your child watches it and the crows you know no pun intended fly right past them and it just doesn't make any any impression whatsoever, uh, but maybe it does. And, and then that's a, that's a conversation starter and a moment for you to have, uh, with your children. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I completely agree that categorizing them this way is probably useful. And then everybody kind of gets to have their cake and eat it too, because, you know, it, it it shapes the way that we're going to view what we're about to view, but at the same time, uh, doesn't remove it altogether. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, I was when I was talking uh, originally on the post about it. The f- friend of mine from uh, was talking about uh, most of the back and forth was between me and this one other person about you know like yeah, but where's the line? Because you know I've don't let I don't like to show my kids certain things because of um, because of pretty much mean behavior. Like forget you know racial stereotypes and stuff like just attitudes. And I was like, I definitely feel you there. I mean, there's. That's kind of why I, I think like, you know, the Disney is doing the minimum that a company probably ought to do, which is, or what they probably feel pressured to do, which is like, well, we got to do something to show people that we like care about this issue, but we don't want to go too far and just remove it from the platform because that's going to snowball into something that's not actively useful or good for us. Um, so I still think that the onus is definitely on the parents uh, to take care of this sort of stuff. Um, my friend, uh, Letitia, chimed in to offer a different perspective from the one that me and this other person were having. She said, my two black children watch Disney plus content weekly. It's been deemed a safe space. Mostly there's some violence he's too young for, but for the most part, he shows me what he wants to watch and we dive in. I appreciate the heads up from the company. I'm starting to hear my five-year-old make distinct converse observations about children who look like him or lack thereof. We already battle stereotypes within children's content. If parents are ticked off about the move, I would just wonder how their feelings would change if they were raising non-white children. And that's kind of my, my take on all this has always sort of been is just like, it's, uh, and y'all, y'all know me. I don't often take the whole like, well, let's just consider our whiteness approach to things. Mm. You know, I, I'm, but like, I, I do take that approach here where it's like, it's really easy to say, like, I don't see what the big deal is if you are kind of like a normative, you know, uh, skin color, because if you were to f- put the shoe on the other foot and imagine yourself in, you know, a black, a black family's shoes, or just imagine that the country is 90% black and 10% white. And you look around and TV shows are overtly or covertly making kind of, you know, strange, uh, observations or references or stereotypes about your skin color. How would you feel? Um, so, you know, I, have never been in the camp of like, let's, you know, let's make sweeping changes based on like, you know, a small amount of complaints, but it's not a small amount of complaints in this case. And it's, it's not a big sweeping change. It's just a disclaimer <laughs> that it's, it's I'm, my, my thing. Mostly I approach it as a parent. I don't approach it as like, you know, as a political issue or anything else for me, it's just, do I want my kid to talk like those crows? 
no. <laughs> um, and I don't want them to do it at school where they're, they are, their classmates are black and it could possibly create problems for, for my kids, you know, not much less those kids. So, um, it's just interesting. It's just another case to me of like people just not reading stuff and, you know, uh, I don't. I would say it's very easy to say grow a thicker skin when you're not offended by the content. Yeah. Yeah. I agree completely. That seems yeah. to be the main like defense. It's just like, Oh, just get yeah. over it. Like, but what have you right. had to get over though? You know, right. like, like yeah. I, 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 well, I wouldn't be offended if that was me. <laughs> well, it's not. So you can't actually say that. Like, <laughs> You don't yeah. know. Yeah. Agreed. And, and I also, I also test the people who are actually really upset with this. When is the last time you've actually sat down and watched the films on these lists in their entirety oh, and, yeah. Yeah. and uh, evaluated them through modern. Oh, I used to, I watched this all the time when I was a kid. Right. Yeah, oh. Looked at it through adult eyes yeah. and evaluated everything. It, it, you know, I think if people did that and actually sat down and watched these films, and, you know, they would understand that there, there's some, there's some content in those films that, you know, uh, isn't, isn't appropriate. And the, so the disclaimer is really kind of the, if you still want to watch these films, the best you can get because, they're still available and, and the disclaimer is there to kind of educate us to the context of, you know, why it's not available on the children's platform. So I always also think too, like, you know, cause sometimes my knee jerk reaction was like, I don't know. I, I watched stuff like this or whatever the example du jour is like, I don't know. I, I feel like I was exposed to that and I turned out fine. But it's like, no, I, when you look back on it with like perspective, it's like, I don't know. It turns out I had to fight a few biases myself, like here and there, like, you know, that the may or may not have been reinforced by content like this, whether or not you were an actual hateful person or whether you just ignorantly, you know, went through life thinking that stuff like this wasn't a big deal. One day you go, oh, I, I guess it's not a big deal, but it's a big deal if I am aware of it and I keep doing it, you know, and that's sort of where I'm at with stuff like this. Like, yeah, I don't think it's a big deal, but I'm not really the affected party, nor do I feel passionately about keeping it disclaimer for like your, your position. If you oppose this has to be, I don't like disclaimers. I don't want people to be warned about the content. I want children to stumble into this film, be exposed to the, the Jim crows and just sort of see what happens. It's like, that's cool. You gamble with your own children, uh, but <laughs> not mine. Yeah. If you please. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, even, even if it doesn't affect you personally, it affects everybody. The fact that it, it can upset other people, yeah, that should upset everybody. So, Yep. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I hate reading words on the screen. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna do no disclaimers, dude. I, I I do those subtitles even when it's in 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 plain American English. It's just my house is too noisy. <laughs> I I rely on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Oh. Sorry, I just threw up in my mouth. That's, I don't know why that happened. <laughs> this subject is making me sick. <laughs> this these disclaimers are causing me to to, to vomit. <laughs> Vomit up the the hate. Um, <laughs> all right, um, that was all I wanted to tackle on the first part of the show. We're gonna go to break so I can get this commercial in, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about this or that and WandaVision on the Hoopercast Movie Hour. Thank you. 
And just like that, we're back on the Hoopercast Movie Hour. Speed reading. Um, if you Ghost want... Speed reading. <laughs> Ghost speed reading. That was me turning pages quickly. I don't know if y'all picked up on that. Yes. I, just... yes. <laughs> it looked like you were like stirring a pot. St- taking some dinner. No, I only stir the. That, that's what Hoover was doing. We're in our whipping last up some potatoes. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I was doing in the A block. Is I was I was stirring the pot then, <laughs> below frame. That's not dirty. <laughs> Just stirring the pot below frame. Uh, hey, if you want to stir the pot and check out some new streaming this weekend, uh, if you hop over on TV Guy, there's a big old section of what's new on every streaming platform. Uh, you could, of course, watch a bunch of those movies from the last segment if you're have the if you an adult with a profile. You could also watch... Uh, oh, God, there's not a lot going on. Um, do y'all watch those Marvel Studios Legends uh, little cuts that they've been releasing for the upcoming shows, like for Wanda and Vision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I watched one. John... No, we, watched the, we watched the Wanda one. Because it, it just kind of auto-played after WandaVision. Yeah. It was oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, that's how I watched it, too. See, th- those are interesting, but, like, I found that I found better ones on YouTube. <laughs> like, and they have them. Um, there's this one account, like, Slifer9812 or something like that. His name's Slifer. But he, he, cuts, he cuts them for, like, all the Avengers. And they're really good. I, I would, I, I, li- I like the Marvel Studios Legends, but if you like those, go on YouTube and I have a whole favorites list I could share with anyone who asks me, you know, where, you know, just, uh, I, I hunted for these once upon a time between the Avengers films and, uh, and I stockpiled them and they're great. So, uh, uh, that's really all. I think, I think it's a good thing to have just to give people who maybe aren't as into it a, a quick refresher, but yeah, there's, exactly. There's, there's better it, ones out there. Well, and, and it just orients you emotionally and what's going on. Not only it's like, here's yeah. events that happen, but it's like, here's, here's event. Here's this character in a nutshell, you know? Right. Here's kind of what this character might've been thinking when this thing was happening. Yep. Them, yep. You know, that you might not have thought of before. You know, man, there's not really that much on this, uh, on this list. There's not, it's not a big weekend for new stuff on streaming. And the really big one for, obviously is next weekend with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, so yeah, nothing on many, uh, anywhere else. Uh, people in Mobile, um, I'm just going to plug the Crescent Theater real quick because they've actually turned over their showing and now they've got a new film playing and it's Land, which is the directorial debut of Robin Wright, also starring Damien Bashir. Uh, one woman's one woman's search for meaning in the vast and harsh American wilderness. That sounds like something I would watch. Anyway, that's playing at the Crescent if you are in Mobile and new on DVD. I got to get a better website. I can't really read this one too well. Okay, well, there you go. That, that's up with that. All right, <laughs> I'm going to uh, jump right in here, guys. I'm going to play a little bit from here from the trailer, WandaVision. We'll be right back to talk about the show. That is uh, the trailer for WandaVision. This is on Disney+. Plus. It has concluded. We watched the finale. And uh, if you have not, you should not be listening to this show right now because that's 
all we're going to talk about. So completely going into spoilers. Um, we've been talking about this show every two or three weeks since it dropped on the platform. God, I'm gassy tonight. You guys I don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh God. We were talking the other, we were talking it's tonight. It's radio. No one would know this. Oh no, they can hear it. I think I'm just, <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> every like second. I'm like, uh, was it like in toy story? It's just a vocal tick. It's fine. No, it's okay. Yeah. You know, like in Toy Story 2 and he's walking across Al's chest and it's just the he just burps in his face. <laughs> That's how I feel right now. Um, all right. So anyway, um, yeah. So we, we watched WandaVision. It's done. It's over with. We will not see this character again until Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness next May uh, in theaters. So um, I think we all have said pretty much during all this that we've really been enjoying the show. Um, you know, contingent upon how it wraps up. But I think we can all agree that the show is a very uh, interesting and different thing the, that, that they've been doing. And uh, um, I, I, I think it's definitely worth checking out. But it's, it's not, it really isn't for everyone. Um, it really is for the Marvel fans. It's not, it's not quite made for the casual viewer just to stumble upon it um, necessarily. And, uh, and I think it definitely follows that whole model of, you know, when we were talking about how Marvel at this point is like, all right, you're either on board or you're not. So, uh, if you're on board, come with us, got some cool shit to show you. Uh, if you're not, um, there's always next year. <laughs> um, and, uh, so I, 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 um, I, the show has some, some, I have some issues with the show. Uh, but for the most part, I think it was really cool. It was definitely really inventive. And, uh, I'm, I'm, it makes me, it gives me faith in, um, and Marvel's ability to do these shows on a bigger scale, you know, on Disney plus in the years to come. Uh, Dustin, what about you? Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed watching through it week to week. I was, you know, eagerly anticipating each episode. Um, I think episode eight is the standout. Like that's a, that's a fantastic episode. Um, and, uh, and I was always really on board with the more sitcom stuff. Like I've recommended it to some, to a few different people. And, um, and uh, in fact, every single one of them have told me, yeah, I can't get past the first two. Just can't do it. And, and I'm really? like, okay, that's fine. Um, and so you're right. Like, it's not for everybody. I really love the, the first few episodes. Um, and, and maybe that's because I grew up on sitcoms and like, like that was sort of what I watched all the time. And so I, I recognize the tropes. I recognize the homages. I recognize that, um, sensibility and they do such a great job of capturing it that I was just really enamored by it. Um, I think that I think that the show does fall apart at the end. Uh, I really, really, I would say disliked the finale, did not care for it whatsoever, pretty much. So um, hard pressed to find something that I thought wrapped up well. Um, so I, I do recommend it, if only because it will become required viewing. Um, this is not something that is skippable because it will lead into Doctor Strange. It will lead other places, I'm sure. And so um, it is required viewing. So I'll recommend it that if you intend to continue with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, as most of our listeners probably do, um, you need to stop and, and watch this. Um, and I would recommend doing it now before the whole thing gets spoiled for you by just everything being in the air and in Memes. the zeitgeist. Uh, yeah. So, um, but, but I, I will do it with the caveat of 
just be aware that uh, at least for me, it did fall apart at the end. Um, and so it becomes more of I'm interested in watching these characters you know, change and grow and, and just spend time with them. Um, and with an eye toward the future that I'll, I'll need to know some of this. So, uh, so yeah, that's where I'm at. Jonikins. Um, yeah, I, overall I loved it. And, uh, I, I think as Dustin said, this is going to be required viewing if you're interested in these characters and, and, the developments that happened over the course of the show. Um, It it stumbled a little bit for me in the finale. It had highs and lows. Um, You know, there were certain sequences that I really liked and certain sequences that didn't really work for me. Um, I think what happened with, like you said, episode eight was fantastic. And it was, everything was kind of building towards that. And then the finale, it felt like it would have benefited from an extra episode. It was just kind of trying to be a lot in that, in that, it was less than an hour. I think it was 50 something minutes yeah. and it, it was just so much was going on. And I felt it would have been great if you had a little bit more time to breathe. So an ex- that 10th episode would have been good. Um, I, I really liked the stuff between the two visions in the finale. I thought that was kind of the standout thing for me. Yeah. Um, when they, when they were having, they, they fought for a little bit and then they had that, that discussion about the, the ship and you know, the, what constitutes the real vision and things like that. I thought that was really interesting. Um, it, 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 part of what I didn't like was it, it kind of evolved into the worst kind of tropes that people think of when they think of a Marvel film. And right. there was a sequence where uh, uh, Wanda was battling uh, Agatha throughout the sky and they were just kind of shooting uh, magic at each other. That sort of stuff didn't really work for me. Um, it felt like the show was almost better than that. And so to kind of just devolve into an extended action sequence was a little meh for me. Even the, even the fight scenes between the two visions weren't, you know, it, it just didn't grab me. Um, so, although I always knew that the show was eventually going to slide more into the typical Marvel territory, um, overall I liked it. Again, I think it would have benefited uh, from from an extra episode. And, and I think that certain things were kind of rushed, like, like Monica's, storyline was a little rushed at the end. I think if you weren't familiar with her, her comic background and, and kind of, you know, that, that character, uh, from, from the, uh, source material, you probably would have been a little confused as to what happened to her and what her, what her role is in the story going forward and, and things like that. Um, I think people had built up that this wasn't really Marvel's fault in a way, but, uh, they had built up these grand, you know, visions of, Doctor Strange coming in at the end or, uh, you know, all of these kind of, oh, Magneto will show up and, and things that were right. really, you know, not super likely. And, but um, so people had these like grand visions of this like epic finale crossover thing. That, and when it wasn't really that, uh, I think I think that that disappointed some people. Um, but overall, I, you know, I, I, I would definitely recommend the show. Um Again, with the caveat that the ending stumbled a little bit, but uh, overall, I thought this was like a real swing for Marvel in terms of what it could get away with content-wise and style-wise. Um, I, I really like that this did premiere first instead of Falcon and Winter Soldier because I think that's going to kind of be more your your bread and butter Marvel stuff. Um, so I really like that this 
which was super unique and um, fun and interesting and fresh. I'm glad that that came out first and kind of set the tone going forward for these Disney Plus shows. So, yeah. I um, I actually wish, <clears throat> for the reasons you guys mentioned, I wish that the original schedule had been able to happen. I wish that Falcon and the Winter Soldier had come out first. Um because because uh, originally that was supposed to be the first thing. It was supposed to be Falcon in the Winter Soldier in the last fall. Um, and then WandaVision was going to happen sometime around Christmas or something like that, like like late in the year. Um, and the reason I think that is because, you know, when you talk about boilerplate action um, or devolving into kind of tropes. Um, and and I'm, I'm, I must have the caveat that I don't think that Marvel films usually have some sort of sequence that no, but people think know, they it, do. It's a worthless action sequence or something. Like the early Marvel films had that to an extent. Sure, right? yeah. Maybe some of your Phase One, couple of Phase Two films, but but uh, your later Marvel films have generally kind of avoided a, a lot of those more cliche uh, comic book movie type of thing. Oh, they still have action sequences, of course, but I think that's they're a little I, bit smarter. Yeah, that's why it took me so long to be really sold by the MCU. Is like yeah. like I I I like you know. Captain America, the first Avenger, and I like, you know, uh, Thor and, and that sort of stuff. Right. But, but it took a long time for me to really be sold on this idea. And and part of that is because the villains seemed underwritten. Right. And the right. villains exactly. seemed like just I also have the same powers as you, hero person. And right. and it's right. very like it, it was like the same thing every time. And then and then as it progressed, of course, you have Thanos and of course you have Killmonger, who is one right. of those. I have the same powers as you, but does it well because he's not underwritten. Right, right, I understand agreed. your motivation. I understand what you want, who you are. Yeah. And and that uh, final and, battle says a lot more than just I'm wearing the same uh, exactly. costume as you. Yeah, right. yeah exactly. And <laughs> yeah. and that's where the 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 MCU had had taken their characters was. Right. Look, we're, we're going to take some of these things that we learned in phase one and two, and we're going to fix them. We're, and we're going to move forward and we're going to blaze a new trail. And like these villains are going to be fine. It's not Ant-Man versus yellow jacket anymore. Like we're going to do something different. Right. And, and right. so, so that's why to me, this was so disappointing because it felt like a phase one film. It's underwritten villain with the same powers as Wanda in a, in a sky battle with no stakes because I, nothing's real. Um, and, and that felt very much to me, phase one. Um, and, and so, so that, any, any, and the long and short of it is that's why it took me so long to get into Marvel. And that's why it took me out of this, of this series when it. Yeah. Um, and for for that reason, I think that what would have, I would have preferred is if the Falcon and Winter Soldier had come out first of the two series is the one that I would more forgive for like kind of having some sort of, you know, regular action climax to an extent, you know, would have been Falcon, the winter soldier or something that's supposed to be a little bit more grounded in terms of action um, or a lot more kinetic in terms of action. Whereas, you know, Scarlet Witch and Vision, their powers don't necessarily have to be kinetic. They can be fantastical and very visual without having to just devolve into shooting energy beams because her powers are so much more, um, uh, far reaching than that. They don't have to just be shooting energy. They can be, you know, they've obviously the premise is built around her ability to, to warp reality. But at the same time, like what they ended up doing was, um, they, um, 
I'm not, I'm not sure what happened if it was changed because of the pandemic had them having to finish the show in such a way, if you know, or, or what, what really happened. But what I would have preferred was Falcon Winter Soldier first, and then you can get all that stuff out of the way. And so, yeah, maybe you can criticize it for, you know, if, if that show had ended in, in, in a boilerplate action way, because it's like, Hey, it's their first show and it's, and it's an action show. So that's fine. And then WandaVision, I would have preferred a lot less actual, like when, the, when people's main complaint was there's too much, there's too much going on. Um, or there's, or sorry, there's not enough going on like above the surface for me. And my whole thing was, I hope the rest of the show happens that way. I hope the finale is equally as supposedly uneventful yeah. and it's all just in the subtext and it's all just written a certain way. Um, right. instead of let's have this witch and these runes and this sky tornado battle. And I liked the other vision just fine. Um, but I didn't need, um, another, I need Agatha to do anything. I don't, I don't know. And I, I, you know, the, the people, I think a lot of people, even critics I like really love the Quicksilver thing. And it's like, man, I don't, I feel like that was a waste of time. That was almost like be- yeah. beneath Marvel to do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it just, well, that, so, that was so, that was so bizarre because I, because I talked about people having these, these grand, uh, you know, delusions about all these, these incredible things happening at the finale of this, but I expected that to go somewhere. And it, yeah. it, I don't know if, if someone, you know, in a meeting didn't raise their hand and say, wouldn't this give people the impression that this is, the Quicksilver from the other universe, yeah. and and yeah. Uh, so it's odd to me that Evan Peters was cast, and I suppose it was just a a wink and a nod to people who obviously have seen the other X Men films. But it was just odd because it, it was like a the character was like a joke at the end. He has this goofy name, and um, yeah. I, you know it's hard to even call him underdeveloped. He's not even you know he's he's essentially what, a cameo. Yeah. Yes, it's very yeah. so. That whole thing threw me off because I was waiting for them to at least explain it some some way. Because I, until the end, I I said that I I do believe that that is the Quicksilver from the X Men universe, and it's gonna. Yeah. But you know. That, yeah. Was, it, well, and it, we, kind of, it, we, was, it was it kind of distracted me from everything else that was going on in the show because there was this lingering question in my mind that they needed to follow up on that uh, yeah. obviously you know wasn't on their radar to follow up on so. Right. Well, we knew, I mean, so we know that the multiverse is going to play a role moving. Right. Right. So it's like, this is the perfect opportunity to do that. And then when it seems like you're going down that path, um, yeah, you can blame the fans and say, you guys wanted something that Marvel wasn't going to give you. You created elaborate theories or whatever, but like Marvel baited, baited us. Like, like they threw the line out there and we all bit because it's like, Oh, we know where this is. That seems yeah. plausible. Like this is yeah. the first time we're going to do it. And it's like set up to be this big reveal. Like, oh, they recast him. Oh, it's like, you know, this thing at the end of an episode is a cliffhanger ending. It's it's yeah. like it's it's made for it. And um, and yeah, it's just so strange that they would then throw it kind of out the window on a gag because that opportunity now is gone. Right. Like yeah. like you, you can't go back and say, Oh, right. now we are going to show them the, the Fox X-Men, which they were never going to do right. anyway. But, but if they, if they were just as well, a, as a cameo or whatever, it's going to be like, isn't that, yeah. isn't that Ralph? Is that Ralph dude? And yeah. you well, know, I, I also think it's like they were in a prime position, particularly with that character, because that is really the only character that's been in both universes. And obviously yes. I think the Quicksilver from the, the Fox movies is generally considered the better one. People yeah. like, 
respond to that one better. And so they were in a unique position to to bring that version of Quicksilver over, and he could be Quicksilver in that universe and fight yeah. alongside the Avengers. And like that would be, I would, I don't, I'm not a fan of the X Men films, most of them, but I would be fine with that. I I did like the Quicksilver in those films, and so it was it was a weird missed opportunity there um, to because because Quicksilver is a big part of the comics, he, yeah. you know. Whether you're an X-Men fan or an Avengers fan, he's a big part of those stories. And so the fact that he was only in one film and, and now he's gone, right? Yeah. Um, it was a good opportunity to kind of have Quicksilver while still maintaining continuity. And so, yeah. yeah, that was yeah, fun. And- and to speak to your point, Hooper, that you mentioned a minute ago, like um, you would have been fine if the finale had stayed as quote unquote uneventful as the first few episodes had. Um, I, I completely agree. And I think that it's it's so weird that they completely lose the television like format. They completely lose the television gimmick, if you will, um, moving into the finale. Like that does not play a role. I mean, you see the glitching kind of thing, but, but the television itself as a, as like this, this homage to the decades of the past that doesn't come into play at all. And so like, I'm thinking like, well, if, if you can be visual and and offbeat with Doctor Strange and have his finale be like I'm going to bargain with this you know interdimensional demon or whatever and like I've come to bargain I've come to bargain and do this a million times like that's kind of cool because that's different and like you you you've created this thing so I was expecting something on that level of like you know is going to be something more cerebral or something a little more um in tune with what this was which was this television love letter like we were gonna i don't know jump through the decades again and like their fight was gonna be like oh it's the 1940s here's a pie in the face agatha you know it's like it's like stuff like that (laughs) where where it would feel like you're utilizing this gimmick that you had created and you had set up and now you're paying it off but the payoff came in episode eight, which, like we said, was the strongest episode for me. Yeah. Um, but but the payoff was just let's watch the 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 sh- like the moment where they're all gathered around the television and the bomb hits. And it's like that was the payoff. But that shouldn't have been the payoff. That should have been like like that's your backstory. The payoff is is like that this television gimmick that Wanda has created her love of television is what ultimately saves the day for her now. And, uh, and, and it's so weird that you set up a gimmick and don't come back to it. It would be like if the final episode of the office was like, uh, a multi-camera sitcom. It's like you, you have this gimmick, it's a documentary, like see that through. Um, and so right. the the gimmick here, the style, if you will, is television through the decades. So what does you know, even if that means like your final episode is like, quote unquote, prestige television, it's like, you know, you're you're breaking bads and your sopranos and they they, right. they send that up as a finale. Like, I'm fine with that because it utilizes what you have created. Um, and, and anyway, it just felt weird that it just became. It was dropped. Yeah. It just, it was just dropped. And, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, and so, you know, my thing with that was, um, and, and I'll back up just a little bit because you had mentioned Monica. You'd mentioned that character of Monica Rambo and, right. and, and I loved that character. I thought she was great. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, I, but that's I why it, like it upset me that it was kind of just swept, swept aside, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I agree. It was like, it was like she was set up to be this big, uh, like linchpin or, or, or like, uh, catalyst of change within the show itself. And, and so she starts, starts the series and she's, you know, this, you know, neighbor, like neighborly character or whatever. And then, and then suddenly she's like sucked out and now she's, you know, dealing with all the stuff in the real world outside the hex. And that's where the bulk of her story happens. And then when she comes back in, it's like she, they don't give her anything to do. It's right. just all, all she has to do is Snooper's going to snoop and I'm going to stop bullets from hitting these kids that technically don't exist anyway. And, right. and, and so it's it's very strange that she didn't have um, she didn't have a moment with Wanda where the two of them got to, like, acknowledge, like, we're on the same team. I'm yeah. here for you. You're here for me. Let's work together to do we both something. Have powers now. Yeah, exactly. Right, we're both kind of tapping into our our power that we have, and uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And and there's a ton right. of of potential there for drama. Like maybe Monica Rambo does not want these powers. Well, Wanda could get rid of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, theoretically. And so there's there's drama there you can mine. There's there's something that the that these two characters can do together. Um, right. And and I, I don't know. It just didn't feel I like mean, that I, went anywhere. I think we can assume that it'll be further explored in, in the second Captain Marvel film. Sure. But, but I, I it was it it was just kind of odd. Yes, but it, but it should have been explored here to some extent. Like, I agree. I agree. yeah, it, it feels like you, you 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 have to give enough of a hook for us to stick around and say like, oh well, I want to see Captain Marvel too because I want to see what happens to Monica Rambo. But at the yeah. same time, you've got to leave me feeling like I saw a complete story here, and all I saw was her inciting incident. I saw her her like her backstory, right. her get the powers. Now I have no inclination of what she's gonna do next. Not a single clue um, other than other than a scroll shows up to her, which I'm just going to throw this out there. And I've said this before. I hate the scrolls. God, I hate I hate that whole idea. It, I like the scrolls. God, it pisses but, me but off. But they need to be time. used more effectively. It's, it's becoming like that joke of like, Thanos, like in, in the first few phases where he's just like, <laughs> I'm sitting in a chair. Right. I, fear me. It's like these scrolls just right. pop up and they're like, I'm green. Ooh, I'm green. Well, that, that's why I'm excited for the Secret Invasion show. I'm like, finally, we're going to do some like evil scrolls that are going to be in the works and, and we're going to get some payoff there because they've just been kind of benevolent. Yeah. You know? yes. like, and, oh, we're, we're not who you think we are. Oh, I'm not. Nick Fury isn't really here. You know? Yeah. Like, Boy, I, 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 if, you know, if, but, we, uh, if we wanted to do some real damage, we totally could. You'd never be able to stop us. But right. But yeah. uh, shake and bake, am I right? Well, good thing we're cool with you. Yeah. Ho- hopefully, they will with Secret Invasion do something with it, and right. I'm open to right. it. They, like I said, they turned me around on Thanos, yeah. so they totally could turn me around on the scrolls. Yeah. But right now, I'm just like, y'all can't just sprinkle them all in as in credit sequences and be like, <laughs> look, we're building to things, and it's like yeah. you, you build just greed people. Gosh, <laughs> they're not. There's what, I don't know what they're doing. I, I what do we think of the other uh, post credits? Sequence, or I guess the truth that was the mid credits uh, with the yeah. scroll. Uh, oh, but you mean what the, did we think about the other one? So I actually have a thing I wanted to have y'all listen to. I don't know if you heard it or not. I'll, I'll actually ask you before I do it. Um, did you know? So you know, we go to that cabin and she's kind of like hanging out and doing stuff, and then 
we yeah. see the whole, uh, we see that she's, while she's kind of walking around drinking tea and reflecting on stuff, she's in her astral form and she's studying like hell. Um, that, that, that Necronomicon. Ah, yeah. She's studying the, uh, oh. whatever it is that the evil dead book and, um, you know, learning stuff and, and then she hears the kids and does something. And so, you know, of course the big question is, um, you know, she looks it, directly it, at the camera and says, "Will you give us ten dollars to see the next one?" <laughs> <laughs> these are uh, these are expressions by Christ United Methodist Church. <laughs> um, but uh, she, it, so there's a couple of things. You have a moment to talk about our Lord and Savior, Bill Mamu. <laughs> there's the. <laughs> Would you like to bargain with Christ? Um, um, the uh, so the parallels, of course, to Doctor Strange being that you know it's a pretty direct callback to, to that movie. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know if y'all, did you, did y'all, um, pick up on the music cues? No, I'm going to play this for you. There's a cool little YouTube video where someone pointed this out. Um, we've got, um, the theme of Dr. Strange kind of being, um, hang on. on. Here's, here it is here. So that's you know from the teaser, and here's Doctor Strange. So it seems like a pretty intentional kind of mirroring yeah. of of the yeah. of the theme. Sure. So you know, and he was men- he was mentioned in the finale as well. He's mentioned, yeah, exactly. The Not she- by name, but, but by, by title. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's supposed to be. I mean. <clears throat> You know, most of us know that this movie is meant to lead directly into the sequel. We know that Elizabeth Olsen's in the sequel. It's sort of been hinted that she might be in a villainous role, at least for part of it. Um, or is that true? Y'all aren't, y'all aren't nodding anymore. Is that true? Or is that... I forgot. Okay. I don't I, know. I, don't I try know. to avoid reading anything about it. Yeah, me too. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? I, mean, I know there's been a lot of changes in the last... You know, ever since the the directors changed and uh, the pandemic, you know, yeah. did stuff to shooting and the scheduling of the movie. So, so who knows, really? I just know that she's in it. And it seems that they have set her up to at least have a goal in mind that might mess some things up. You know, she's... It's not like she ends the series in like this... Oh, hero role. It's like this cast out, you know, anti-hero kind of a role or, or whatever. Well, um, I don't see, I, I don't see how she can be an Avenger anymore. Like no, I, 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 the, the thing is, and, and it, I'll talk about this more in a second with, with things that really don't work about the finale, but, right. but she, yeah, they burned her bridges. Like she's right. done. So, so how does she, how does, so how does her story conclude then? Like there's gotta be some sort of redemptive arc sometime down the line, but like if you're yeah. Elizabeth Olsen, you're looking ahead and thinking, where does my character end? Does it end as a villain? Sure. Do, do I have to, do I die during my redemptive arc back to goodness? You know, I, I don't see I don't, her I don't dying. Really she crossed some, some major moral, you know, I, obviously I think she, there were some questionable moral, you know, moral things at play. It, obviously, you, but I think she made the are right you reading her to, statement. To, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hold on one second. I'm right here. <laughs> she would like to express <laughs> um, regrets uh, over. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I was like, obviously at the end she collapsed the hex and gave up yeah. Yeah. vision yeah. or children. And like, I think if she had maintained that, 
that would have been a hard line to have crossed. But I think yeah. like we've seen other Avengers do, you know, things that were questionable and, and, so I don't. I think she, obviously her story is going to continue and evolve and change. And I think obviously I think she will be an Avenger again and have some sort of redemptive arc. I think she probably will eventually team up with Doctor Strange in this second Doctor Strange film and yeah. kind of you know uh, try to. Yeah, I don't know. Bro, the yeah. two of them could end the world. Redeem herself. At, yeah, I think she she unknowingly did a bunch of bad things to this town, obviously, and then yeah. once she realized, I think she was horrified by the implications that she, you know, controlled and manipulated and tortured these people. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, well, I, 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 I agree to an extent. I think that, I think that she was horrified by it, but I think that the writing of, of the finale, uh, kind of talked out of both sides of, of their mouths. Um, you know, Oh, I'm horrified by this. Oh no. But it really felt but isn't like it cool she, that I could do it. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, it also, yeah. and it also wasn't like I'm going to restore kinds. things because I need, like, because I'm hurting people. It felt yeah. more like I'm going to restore things because I guess I have to. I don't know. And fair, then, fair. and then, and then at the same time, like when she left, they they really doubled down on this because she like walks through everybody and everyone's like giving her the stink eye and she's like, I don't care what y'all think, <laughs> and like you know, and then Monica's like, they'll never know what you did for them. And then, and then she's like, it doesn't matter. I don't, it doesn't matter about it. And then she flies away. And so wow. it's like, it's like us, the audience, like mm-hmm. we know where her heart is. Right. But like the world in, yeah. in her story, they don't, well, um, it, they, they don't know what she gave up. They don't know why she did what she did. We know it was out of grief. This thing just kind of emerged, but they don't know that, uh, that's not been revealed. Now, maybe in the aftermath between this and Dr. Strange two, they could say something like, you know, a news broadcast is like, and well, after, after Scarlet Witch had her little breakdown, you know, and it's like common news at that point that women she are had crazy. A, yeah. That she, that, that, that she was not fully yeah. uh, like cognizant of what was happening. Uh, right. Maybe, maybe they can play that up in a, in a, in a sequel and say, yeah, yeah. You know, that's public knowledge now, but as this episode ends, it doesn't feel like anybody really knows that. I, um, I see between that and the idea that her powers were always present, you know, they didn't have to be, they weren't, purely experiment based. They were yeah. experiment, um, accelerated, um, yeah. between that and the public outcry against probably what's going to be, you know, Sokovia Accords round two, this is a pretty good setup for the climate that would create the X-Men or that would foster the X-Men, you know, yeah, the sure. idea that like, you know, in the wake of the Avengers, especially in the wake of civil war and, you know, after whatever goodwill might've been installed by the Avengers defeating Thanos and, um, you know, Spider-Man and everything, you know, between, um, people, the world at large thinking that Spider-Man killed this nice guy, Quentin Beck. And, um, you know, uh, this, 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 this good looking scruffily, uh, guy named Quentin Beck and, uh, and, and Liz Olsen enslaving a whole town of people, um, cause her husband died and uh stuff like that it might be the perfect inlet for you know and then already i mean there there there's already been two people in this in this show who either got powers or had their power or it was explained that their powers were enhanced you know uh that that had some sort of innate thing in them so 
there sort of seem to be softly slipping in mutants. And um, I think with the, this, this anti-superhero sentiment, that's going to set it up pretty well. Um, but uh, I, I was it does the, feel like they're also softly slipping in the Fantastic Four as well. Um, did y'all catch a couple of those little moments? I caught a, uh, an astrophysicist, a reference to an Af- astrophysicist and some lost astronauts. Yeah, they were, it, it was it was that episode where Monica is is touring the facilities at SOAR mm-hmm. and and they're like, yeah, we're going up into space. And then and then uh, and then Dar- Darcy at one point mentions cosmic radiation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, here's this intern, Ben Grimm. What a handsome fella. <laughs> yeah. Be a shame if something nothing, happened to him. I hope <laughs> nothing <laughs> horrific happens to you, <laughs> <Sarah>. <laughs> And, and, um, and here's Dr. Reed Richards. Boy, you're flexible to get here so fast. Here's the brother and sister duo, Johnny Storm and Sue Storm. Wow. What, oh, where does she go? What a looker. Uh, <laughs> Feeling hot, like, hot, hot. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, this is like the um, really kind of obviously sort of was, was referenced at the end of, uh, gosh, what was that? Spider-Man Far From Home, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. And um, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> but this is the first time that we're really, I think this is really the first time that they got a name. Everyone assumed that that was Sword at right. the end of, uh, uh, and uh, so it's odd to me that they, right off the bat, they're like, this is just as corrupt as, as S.H.I.E.L.D. in some way. Yeah. You know, the, the guy was like, I remember, like, I think it was like the first time that guy showed up, I, I said, that, that's the villain that's of the him. series. The, yeah. the Sword director, I forget what his name is. And, uh, Hayward. Was, Hayward. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I still, I'm not entirely clear what his motivation was. I guess it was to his motivation, have his own version of vision. His motivation right? was to keep women down, John. That he could control. That's why he was yeah, there. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask that same thing. What? What is no, his motivation? Wasn't entirely clear. And also at the end, he's like being. Uh, Escorted away in handcuffs, and I'm like, "What did he do? What, what is this man arrested for?" <laughs> Again, the villain keep, of the show, keeping women well, down. Was like, he was doing all this stuff, but clearly he had accomplices who were like, yeah. either a like that was their directive, or they were like, "Yeah, let's go along with what Hayward wants." And it was like, yeah. "Was was the directive to kill Wanda and secure the power for this new vision, or did he go rogue?" And he's like. Yeah, let's let's kill Wanda and and we'll we'll replace her with this new vision who I'm going to control and like here's so the, what's here's weird what the cops said. Vision was, was programmed to destroy Vision, not Wanda. But he tried to kill Wanda earlier in the in the series. Yeah, yeah. Here's what the cops were thinking. They said, you know what? If we just arrest the one guy, I think that ought to do it because if we've learned anything from Hydra, if you cut off one head, that's that's all you got to do. That's all You're done. Is. Cut off one head, and that's it. Simple is well, safe. Yeah. We we learned from the Chitari. If you, if you kill the big guy, they all go away. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's uh, it's it's good. We arrested. Uh, we got yeah. the bad. We got the bad man, and yeah. uh, we're done. I, I will say, from from a tone and aesthetic standpoint, the I guess if you want to call it the evil version of Vision, the Platinum Vision, was creepy. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he and was. They did a very good job of lip. making that look like the vision but something was off and it felt you know just yeah also and weird (laughs) there's something really like something strange and kind of funny about the fact that he walks up to wanda and she's like vision and he's like wanda (laughs) and like touches her face and then starts to crack her skull and stuff and i'm just like i'm like 
your your hands can go through her head, bro. He's you don't a- gotta break her. You just gotta run your hands through her. Go well, intangible for a second. For, for the, to go back for vision, like he's all white. Yeah, it's <laughs> not him. Not vision. He's not yeah. him. Look at his eyes. What They're he, robotic. What's, what's he being? Is, is he being primed? Is he about to get repainted? Yes, right. <laughs> is, is, so, so I, I, are we guessing that obviously the the platinum vision is now vision, the real vision again in a sense, right? Yeah, they can vision do whatever they want. Back. Yeah. Can I, can, I, can I talk about that for just a second? I so I I I know what they were doing with with the emotional moment between Wanda and Vision like Hex Vision and and the yeah. idea yeah, you know, are you talking about like, when they were putting the kids to bed and everything yeah they put the kids I, to bed I actually love that I really I, love but again, that I, I think I know where you're going with this but, but yeah like like I it was a really sweet moment and it was really yeah. well written and yeah. I loved everything about it. But the thing that I didn't like was I know that Platinum Vision is out there because because right. like he's like, well, one day I'll come back to you, maybe, perhaps. And I'm like, gee, maybe the white guy that's flying around out there might be that guy that you just gave all your memories to that guy, you think? And it's like it's like it undercuts the drama a little bit. Yeah, he's like he's like, funny yeah. you should say that. That is a, that's exactly what's going to happen because and, and he didn't tell her. Like, dick. Yeah, he didn't even tell her. Yeah, yeah he yeah. wanted to be the only vision. Surprise. Perhaps, perhaps I will come back to you one day. And she's like, really, vision? Yes. Also, Seriously. I gave my memories to a dude. Here's, like he's here, out there. Here's how. Here details how that will happen. Here's the map. Go find him. Vision held grudges. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a fun anniversary gift. It's like one, you know, in about three years, he's going to show up and it's going to be great. And you're going to love me again. Yeah. 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 So, so place your bets on when, when we see the, the new vision again for the first yeah. time. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be in some sort of, um, in some sort of like oh, cutscene. Someone, someone's going to be on like a flight and it'll just be like, Oh, well, hopefully there'll be no turbulence. And then like, you know, he just flies up like Casper and he's just like, <laughs> Holy crap. And that's it. <laughs> And that was shocking to me too, because I, I definitely went into this show saying that Vision is dead and he won't make it past this show. Right. And, uh, so uh, shocking, but not shocking it, that he it, survived. It, it and, doesn't and, make uh, sense that he made it through. No, and I, I don't like. I mean, whatever. It's just like that was. I mean, that character was I dead. I would have rather him him remain dead. That should have been it. Honest. I, I thought that his death and, and the implications of that, and it, it could like his death obviously it could propel Wanda's character and start an arc for her and things. And, uh, you know, but, they obviously walked it back a little bit, but, um, I don't know. I, not that I love vision as a character and I'm looking forward to seeing more stuff with vision, but I would have been fond of him I think, remaining dead as well. I think that maybe that's part of what can sort of recenter her character. If that's needed down the line, maybe, maybe that's part of the long game is, um, it, it, you know, is, is that, if if something's happening with her where she's straying, then maybe his reemergence is can be part of what sort of centers her again. I, I don't I don't know. I sure. I, I just prefer that uh, when they've taken characters off the board and it's been done in a really tasteful and and um, yeah. believable way. Let's just not complicate everything. We got characters getting powers left and right. We have a we have a character in the next Doctor Strange that I found out just found out is also a superhero. It's like for God's sake, we're gonna lose count of these people quickly. Yeah, I mean, don't don't forget like <laughs> Monica Rambo could have been could have been that for for Wanda had they given the two of them a moment in the finale. Yeah. Um or or leading up to the finale even um, some good friendly moments then then. 
down the road, if Vision's off the board, then and Wanda's straying, as you say, then Monica can be the one to bring her back. You know, like they ha- they have this connection. It doesn't have to be Vision, but the fact that they have to let it continue to be Vision is is muddying the waters. I think of Wanda's arc because it it appeared to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it appeared to me that the arc that Wanda has in this what they wanted it to be was like she goes through the stages of grief, so to speak. And then, and then eventually winds up kind of being able to let go and move on in a way that she never had from her parents' death to Pietro's death. And then, and then ultimately division's death, like being able to use all of those past experiences as like fuel for moving forward rather than being bogged down. It just seems so weird that now she's going to be looking potentially for, or vision to show up again or chasing after the voice of her children it, it's it kind of like it, it's not like moving forward it's like moving back and so um it, 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 it is it is it's two steps forward and one back so i don't know it just it feels like it muddies the water so i agree with you i think i think vision should have been off the board i think they they had an yeah. opportunity to to remove him and as much as i love the character and as much as i love paul bettany i think he's fantastic in this right i um, agree i i think i think yeah, I mean, and there's always room for more of those like flashback scenes if we ever need them of the two of them at the Avengers compound, um, you right. know, whatever. Like you can work those in, um, and and th- that was super effective in episode eight. So uh, yeah, you can always have his presence around, but as far as having him active, uh, yeah, I think I think I would have been okay if he was done. But right. I don't know. I'm also kind of okay that he's not as long as they don't ham fist him back in yeah so we'll see we need to get wonder man up in here wonder man yes um i was gonna mention um i was gonna mention darcy and jimmy woo um yeah. and and uh, i i found their roles in the finale particularly darcy pretty uh un- uneventful um it seemed yeah. very strange that they were built to be like a big part of the show, but they really didn't have a whole lot to do in this last episode. <laughs> right. I mean, I think, yeah, the last time we saw Darcy, she was driving the car. So yeah. I, you know, I thought that it was a nice little payoff with her being the one to stop the, uh, sword director, whatever. Hey, yeah. And, yeah. um, and I think like initially probably when they were planning the show, they went, okay, we're going to have a, an FBI agent type character. And we're going to have a, like a, a scientific analyst of some sort. And they probably started writing and then they went, who do we, is there someone we can use to fill these roles? And so it makes more sense if you look at it that way is that maybe they were not those characters initially and they were just characters that were introduced earlier on in the show. And so you didn't need this thing, but there's a different set of expectations when they're characters from previous films, you know? Yeah, um, for sure. Well, and Especially I, I just, Darcy, who I thought was like a, a different character in this entirely. Yeah, uh, I agree. So she's suddenly smart and confident, and she was like the incompetent comedic relief in the Thor films. Yeah, uh, for sure. But yeah, yeah, and and also, all, but but again, like like in the finale, she rams the truck with the truck. And then it's yeah. like, she's gone. I'm like, did Kat Dennings just have like a bunch of stuff on her plate that day? And they were like, all right, we got these five scenes for you. And she's like, I can only do one. Pick it. Right. 
Whichever one, whichever one takes an hour and a half right. for me to was shoot. Was she not seen again after that? I don't think I don't so. Remember. I don't okay. think she was seen before or after. I thought Jimmy Woo had more stuff to do than she did, for sure. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, I thought I thought both of them were like, I don't know. I, I guess this is the age old question is like, how focused should a show be on its protagonist? And I felt like when they started including Sword and spending time outside the hex, I felt yeah. like it split focus. And so you're right, like apart from the fact that Darcy feels a little bit like a different character and that Jimmy Woo feels maybe even a little more competent than the last time we saw him, or I don't, I don't feel like he was ever incompetent, but he was certainly a, a more of a comedic presence in Ant-Man and the Wasp, um, as sure. I guess everyone is. Um, but, but like, uh, yeah, just having the two of them in felt like, um, it felt like it took focus away from Wanda a little bit. And then, and then for them not to have some big payoff was felt especially like, Oh, well then what was the point? Sure. I don't know. I don't know. Well, Just I mean, me. I, I think to me, I look at it as like when they show up again, I don't know if we'll see Darcy again. I assume so, I guess, but, yeah, but she I think Jimmy will we'll continue to be in, um, you know, Ant-Man films or what, wherever they need an FBI agent. So I think it's like, the more you see him, the more you spend time with that character, whether it be in the show or in films or whatever, I, it builds an attachment, kind of like Phil Coulson in a way. Sure. You know, just the more you see that character, the more, even if it's a line or two, you just kind of build that, oh, I, there's that guy. I recognize I know him. From those, yeah, those yeah. other things. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. They're so, going to kill him. They're going to kill Jimmy. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. He'll be the new Coulson. <laughs> the new Magneto is going to kill him. He'll be, he'll be the one that they've all met <laughs> well, that they love. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, but it'll be some sort he of... He wanted you to sign his A-Man cards. Yeah. Too bad you never signed them. It'll be some kind <laughs> of like know? magic trick payoff where it's like... Yeah. It's yeah. like he goes like, oh, it was behind your ear. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> he just he dies and there's a giant quarter in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> uh. All right. Um, do y'all have any closing thoughts? Uh, I got to wrap this up. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I've, I've ragged on it a little bit, you know, it felt a little bit like early Marvel days where I'm, I'm over here being the naysayer, but, uh, look, I, I, I did enjoy it and week to week I, I had a good time with it. Um, and even if I was disappointed by the finale, um, it's something that I could see myself watching, uh, again and and certainly maybe even single episodes watching those again um and like i said the fact that it's going to be required viewing uh does make it important and so um you know i mean we we, we've seen before where uh, something like uh, you know Thor: Dark World, not not necessarily the greatest movie, but it's required viewing, yeah. and and so just by nature of the fact that it becomes more important, like that plot becomes more important as the story progresses throughout the MCU, retroactively gives more import to that film and gives it more weight than it had originally, and I think we'll see the same thing happening here. So I can talk all day long about how disappointed I was with the finale, but I think when I see uh, multiverse of madness and beyond uh, I'm going to come back to WandaVision and say look this really was important and it really did shape that character moving forward and right. you know uh, and so for that reason uh, I do recommend that that you sit down and watch it and chances are if you sat through this whole conversation you already have anyway so you don't need my recommendation right. but 
Um, but I will say, you know, uh, I, I, I had a good time with it and I am looking forward to Captain America or I say Captain America, you know what I mean? Looking forward to Falcon and Winter the Soldier. New Captain America. Correct. And, uh, and, and that y'all know Captain America is my dude. So I I'm, I'm inherently more interested in that anyway. So, uh, yeah, looking forward, let's move forward. Johnny. Yeah. Uh, same. I, I would recommend it to anybody. Um, just measure your expectations and what you want out of it before going in. And, uh, I'm really excited for, for uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, can't wait to kind of see a different, a different vibe and a different tone from one of these Disney Plus shows, and presumably yeah. different. You know, who knows? But word of warning: don't look for Mephisto in everything. Yeah, right. Mephisto right. is not the wallpaper. Mephisto is not. I never the... thought Mephisto was going to be. It was. I was shocked when I read that people thought that because it was like. Yeah. <clears> I, I thought it we might like an get odd it. choice for a TV show to have Mephisto. Too much, uh, too fast. Uh, look, yeah, look, so here, yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah. They kept they kept talking about. Agatha's husband Ralph and I was like, that dude's gonna be Mephisto, man. It's gonna it's gonna be the post credit scene. They're gonna they're gonna get to him and she's gonna be like Ralph and come home and it's gonna be the freaking devil. He's, he's, and, he's just grilling like hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hello, hey. <laughs> but but they they did not go with it, man. And that's fine. They they got Ralph Boner in there, so whatever. I, I'm sure that they already have plans for Mephisto down the line. I'm sure he'll he will show up eventually. So yeah. One more day. I, I ended this series sort of simultaneously. Maybe he'll be in the new Spider-Man. We don't know. I, I simultaneously was, was, was sort of looking forward to more Disney plus series, but the strongest feeling I had coming out of it was I'm more excited for the, the next Dr. Strange than I am for anything that's coming, you know, between now and then. Um, sure. So, uh, yeah, I think it was a, a decent first step, uh, in this sort of new frontier that they've got going on. And, um, you know, while I wish it had been, you know, you have the perfect opportunity to to make a show where you don't have to follow blockbuster film expectations the way you do for something that's going to perform in the box office. Like you could have kept the scale smaller and sort of said, told people like, well, yeah, I mean, would you expect a big sky beam fight at the end? You know, right. that, that's not what we're going to do on some of these shows that don't call for it. Like we're we're not in a movie right now. We don't have to do that. This isn't the third act. Um, yeah, right. And I, I sort of wish that they had felt more liberated to write smarter and not necessarily bigger or, or flashier. And maybe they'll get better at that as, as time goes on. Um, but uh, that's, yeah. So anyway, that's WandaVision. So um, looking forward to uh, what's coming. Before we close too, I guess there was this interview that Paul Bettany did and he talked about over the course of the show, I got to work with this actor who I oh, always yes. admired and I wanted to work with my whole life. And, we have we have some scenes together and it's really great. And so everyone was going, "Oh my gosh, is it Michael Fassbender? Is it uh, Benedict Cumberbatch? Who has he worked with? Who hasn't he worked with? Who could it possibly be?" Blah blah blah. And so it's basically just come out that it was he was talking about himself. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And just trolling everybody. The ultimate yeah. troll, Paul Bettany. Amazing, Paul Bettany. Yeah. I know that's amazing. God bless you. Yes. Jeez. He trolled all the nerds. He did. <laughs> wink, wink. All right, um, that's it. That's it for this week. Uh, we'll talk about Ryan and the Last Dragon next week, and um, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier pretty soon after that, probably too. Uh, yeah. Okay. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.